Welcome to the Think Like a CFO podcast, where we dig into not only what it takes to start a business, but to keep your business thriving for years to come using my signature CFO money method framework. I'm your host, Melissa Houston, and I am a CPA and business financial coach. I have over 20 years of experience in business, and it is my passion to share my knowledge of business finance and personal finance with other women. You can also follow me with my column at Forbes.com or my column with Entrepreneur.com. Hello, hello. So welcome to the Think Like a CFO podcast. So I'm your host, Melissa Houston, and I am thrilled to have you here listening with me today. So it's episode 32, and today is going to be a solo episode, just you and me today. And what I like to do before we get started on these solo episodes is I really want to give a shout out to a review that has been left for this podcast. I really appreciate the reviews that come in for this show. I know that managing cash in your business with confidence is tricky, and I'm here to help you through that. My goal is to reach as many entrepreneurs as I can to offer you advice and, you know, financial advice and any tips I can to help you make your business extremely profitable, because I don't believe that you should be in business and not make money. It's been so often that I've seen entrepreneurs mismanage their cash, and ultimately that can lead to business failure. And the reality of it is your best ideas, like the best business ideas can go bust if you're not managing your cash properly. So I'm always here to answer your questions, give you advice, give you tips on managing your cash, because the first most important thing on running your business is ensuring that you're bringing in sales. But the second most important thing is you want to make sure that you're managing your cash so that you can stay in business. So regardless of the amount of sales that you have coming in, if you're not making money on those sales, like returning a profit, and that's after you pay yourself, then there is no point in being in business. No business can survive without profit. So eventually the resources run dry and you're forced to close. So I am here to help you. But before we get started with all that stuff today, I'm going to give a shout out to Adnef. So Adnef is from the US and gave a five-star rating to Think Like a CFO podcast. And I'm so grateful for that. Adnef says, Melissa is fantastic and Think Like a CFO podcast is an incredible help to all those entrepreneurs out there looking to get control of their finances. Melissa is definitely the one you want on your team. So Adnef, thank you so much for that review. That means a lot to me. And if you're listening to this show and you like what you're hearing, please subscribe rate the review and leave a review because the more reviews I receive, it's not an ego thing. It's about reach. So I really encourage people to leave reviews because the more reviews that are left, the more people will be able to reach with this podcast and ultimately help. And that is the goal. I want to help as many people as I can. So get those reviews in and share them and share the podcast with your friends and show the love to Think Like a CFO so that you can get your business finances on track and make the money that you're destined to make in your business. Okay, so we're going to get settled in now. And today in this episode, we are going to talk about money and how to manage emotions around money. This is a huge topic because money is 
an emotionally charged topic. And the majority of people react to money in a very emotional way. But if you react to money in an emotional way, it's not necessarily a bad thing. But today we're going to talk about how we can try to take that emotion out of the money and recognize for money for what it is, which is really, it's just a tool. So you need to take that emotion out of the money so that the emotion doesn't impair you from making the best possible decisions for your business. So quite often people are afraid to look at their numbers because they're so afraid to see if they're, you know, failing, or maybe they have a feeling that they're not making the money that they should be making. And they're so afraid to have that feeling validated. So a lot of people just sort of try to sweep the numbers out under the rug and keep functioning the way they've been functioning, which I typically see is if they have cash coming in the bank account, then they feel like it's okay. And then if they're cash poor, then they feel like it's, you know, a big struggle. And often it's very up and down, up and down. But when you manage your finances, you can get onto a regular cycle and you know when you're going to have ups and downs in your business and you've planned for it financially. So that makes a huge issue because it gives you financial control. So the common thread that I have seen among my clients and entrepreneurs in general is that many of them have made huge money mistakes in their business. I want to let you know that if you are one of these people, you need to let go of that mistake. Because quite often what happens is people make a big mistake like that, and then they hold on to their mistake and they just keep judging themselves and beating themselves up for it. And that's not serving any good purpose either. So you really need to release those mistakes. I want you to stop beating yourself up with the shame and embarrassment around carrying that mistake. I mean, it's probably the equivalent to carrying 100 extra pounds of weight with you. You know, these mistakes weigh heavily on your shoulders and they don't need to because we're all human. We all make mistakes. And what separates us, you know, winners from the losers is those who choose to quit. So if you choose to quit and be defined by your mistake, you are losing. But if you keep going, release that, you know, shame and embarrassment and start making good choices for your business, that will turn you into not only successful, but likely extremely wealthy. I know it sounds crazy to some of you, but I swear when you make a mistake, there's a lesson in everything. Believe me, I've made my share of mistakes. I have made tons of them. I've made big, huge financial mistakes, but every mistake I've made, when I look at it coming from a place of gratitude, I can see the lesson the lesson in the hardest things. And when you're able to take away that lesson from even the crappiest situations, essentially you've won. So you just have to look. On February 15th, in episode 22, I shared with you my huge financial mistake. And I learned a lot from it. So if you're interested in having a go at that one, I highly suggest you listen to episode 22. And it might likely bring things into perspective for you. Because like I said, you know, we've all made mistakes. And me being a CPA, I should have known better. And I did know better, but I continued to make the mistake. But it's all in that episode. So now working with entrepreneurs for over 20 years, I have seen a lot of financial mistakes that others make. Some business owners were able to recover from it, and for some, it ultimately led to the closure of their business. And that's shameful because, you know, I I believe that with good financial management and a good business plan, 
your business should be able to survive through the hard times. If I can help you as a business owner to avoid these mistakes or get help to recover from these mistakes, I want you to know that I am here. I'll be sharing with you some important tips and tricks that I've learned throughout my 20 years of business experience. And it's not only through my own mistakes, but I have seen through the mistakes of others. And just because I'm learning mistakes from other business owners doesn't mean that I'm not human and I'm not going to make my own mistakes. I perhaps can avoid making the mistakes that I've seen happen, but for sure there will be mistakes and there will be more mistakes I'm going to make and and that I can accept. What I can't accept is just letting my mistakes define me and saying, okay, clearly I'm not good enough and I'm not going to keep going. Because really all entrepreneurs, we're just hustlers. We battle through the crap and we keep going. That's pretty much what every entrepreneur has to do, regardless of how successful you are. Because as you become more successful, you're going to make bigger goals and you're going to fail at those goals. And it's just constant and failure is okay. Because like I said, it gives you an opportunity to learn. So when you can take the emotion out of that failure and see it for what it is, and what it is, is just data coming back at you and telling you, okay, that didn't work. Let's look at, you know, the reasons why maybe that didn't work. And let's make some changes and try again. That is what it means to take emotion out of the business mistakes and, you know, just make level-headed mistakes without the emotion and saying, okay, we're just going to try differently next time. So whether you're just thinking about starting a new business or you've recently started a business or you've even been in business for a few years now, you will definitely gain some valuable information that you can apply to your business right away. But the one tip, which is so much easier said than done, is training or teaching yourself to take that emotion out. Money is a tool. That's all it is. It's currency that we use to measure the value of things. You know, like if you charge, you know, maybe $300 per hour working on certain projects, you're charging money so that you can in turn reinvest into your business. So whether that's through paying bills or growing your business or taking a course that's going to teach you some sort of skill that you'll need to grow your business, whatever the the reason is. I mean, these are transactions. When you look at it, that's all it is, is a transaction. You take money from one pot and you put it into another pot. So if we stripped the, the emotion out of money, dissected it and really tried to figure out what was going on, you would see that you would see that, you know, there is really no emotion tied to money. The emotion is in how we handle things. Did you know that our attitudes and feelings were developed and formed as back early as our childhood? Subconsciously, we carry them through our entire lives. If you don't address these money issues that you're carrying from childhood, you will continue to carry them. The brain is fascinating in how it works, and I won't, I definitely won't claim to be an expert on how the brain works. But what I do enjoy doing with clients is unpacking these attitudes around the money and help them discover their money mind limiting beliefs that they've been carrying around for years. And believe me, I have done some work on my own money mind limiting beliefs. I consider myself a pretty self aware person. So when I discovered that I had my own money limiting beliefs, I was quite surprised. You see, I grew up in a house where money was spoken about openly. My dad is amazing. 
you know, he's got his problems, but he is an amazing person. And for the most part, I would say my dad and I see eye to eye on a lot of things. And he was really good influence on me growing up because, you know, and my mom too, we always talked about the value of money and what it would take to earn money to buy, you know, like maybe a toy or some candy or whatever it was that I wanted to, to purchase when I was younger. And then, you know, my dad always talked to me once I became like, you know, teenager, my later teens when I was in high school trying to figure out what I wanted to do for a career. And just, you know, he always talked to me throughout my life, actually, and really hammered into me that, you know, I was I was meant for higher education, a higher purpose, just ultimately ensuring that I had the means to provide myself a comfortable life. He never told me I needed to depend on a man to offer me comfort or any sort of financial means. He always expected me to be able to do that myself so that if anything were to ever happen in life, I would always be self-sufficient. So I grew up believing that I needed to be self-sufficient. I was very lucky he helped me in that way. And I'm very grateful for all he's done for me. And the reason I'm, I'm addressing this is because in so many families, money can be such a taboo subject. But in my family, I knew the financial position of my parents, and I still know it. I knew my brother's family and what was going on, my sister's family, and they all knew my financial business. I knew the financial position of my grandparents, that's how much we all spoke about money. But not all the the conversations were positive. There was definitely some negative beliefs that I learned from my family members. And a lot of them were that, you know, if somebody was trying to sell me something and I, I bought into it, then then I was I was being scammed, I was being robbed. There was like some real issues around salespeople. So I grew up carrying this belief that all salespeople were just out to deceive me. And where that is, in fact, quite wrong, because people who are selling things, yeah, there are some sleazy salesmen out there, you know, we like to categorize them as, you know, the used car salesman type thing, right? But there's a lot of good people selling good things that are really going to help you. But the re- like the reality of it is people aren't in business as a charity, they have to charge you money for it in order to make their business survive. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. But I was very surprised when I learned that I felt that anybody who ever sold to me was just trying to get my money. And that's often not the case. But, you know, in the the upbringing that I've had with my family and, you know, my dad's ability to speak openly to us about money and my mom's ability to talk about money and such, that's probably where my passion for money came from. All through my 20s, my early 20s to now, I have studied all things related to personal finance. And in my career, I have studied all things related to business finance. So, it's, it's definitely a passion for me. And, you know, I definitely know the subject inside and out. But through working with women and men, and having so many money conversations throughout these years, I have heard all types of stories about people's relationships with money. And that's where the emotion is. And the fear, shame and anger are the most common emotions surrounding money. We all think that money is about our bank balance. And yes, of course it is to a certain extent. But money is also strongly connected to emotions. And before you think that you are exempt from an emotional attachment to money, think again. Believe me, I thought I was. 
And then I found out I really wasn't. Sometimes our feelings towards money are so strong that we start to hate money because we believe that it's the cause of all our problems. Hate is such a strong emotion, but it's so easy to believe that our world is out of control because our money situation is out of control. And we're forgetting that we are, in fact, the ones who have control of our money. And then on the flip side, tell me how you feel If you suddenly received news that you won the lottery or you inherited a huge amount of money, you're excited, right? It's, it's, you know, relief. It's like the end of all your money problems. You can pay off all that debt and you can still enjoy life the way you've always envisioned it without any money stresses. So you think that's the end of your money problems, that you're free. But think again, Because you hear so many lottery winners, so many stories of these lottery winners that lost it all. They spent it all, and it was because of -of out-of-control behavior. A sudden large sum of money even changes people. Money gives them status and makes them feel powerful. Suddenly, they become completely arrogant. Money also influences how people treat you. A homeless person can walk into a high-end retail store and get shooed away with contempt. A well-dressed person pulls up in their BMW and has the welcome mat rolled out for him. People have more respect for wealthy people. That's the power of money, but that's like the emotion part of it, right? So if you take out that emotional part and you see people for who they truly are, and what value that they can contribute to society, it would be a very different way of looking at things. Our thoughts about money often stem from childhood, like I said. How our parents handled money provides the foundation for how we handle money. This is the reason generational poverty and generational wealth exists, because you repeat what you know. Poor people make bad money decisions and they have bad money habits, and they pass those beliefs down to their children. And then on the other hand, wealthy people tend to impart their philosophies and money strategies and talk about wealth creation to their kids. Coupled with that is the inability of poor people to fund further education for their kids. So they're trapped in the cycle of poverty. And then children of privilege are, you know, able to carry on the family tradition of going to college and getting high education And they have a great start to their life right from the beginning. You see how that that generational cycle just persists? You know, you've got from one end of the spectrum to the other. And these are really tough cycles to get out of. Add to that fact that formal schooling does not include financial education. And so we go into the world with little or no financial roadmap. And soon we are making bad financial decisions, running up debt, and having ourselves in a financial mess in next to no time. Because for people who were never taught about money, a cycle perpetuates. There's no way you're going to learn about it. The truth is that the problem isn't money, though. The problem is how we approach money, how we think about money, and how, how we handle money. People who constantly think negatively about money tend to be plagued by money problems their whole life. People who believe that money is something within their control are the ones who become more successful and ultimately increase their money. Those are the people who, instead of complaining about their lack of money, they educate themselves about money. Financial intelligence is the basis for growing wealth. That's it. 
financial intelligence. A change in our financial situation starts with a change in how we think about money. Clearing out those negative thoughts about money will remove the blockages that are preventing money from flowing to us. So it's emotional. And, you know, there's so many resources on the internet for free to talk about how to build your wealth. Get out of debt, build your wealth, get your money working for you. There's free resources or there's books that you can buy for like, you know, 20 bucks. So there's really no excuse for a person not to educate themselves financially. It's just the way we think about money and how we fear it and how it scares us that that prevents people from doing this. While we should examine our feelings towards money and strive to manage money better, we should not allow it to consume us. We all need money to live and money does make life easier and more comfortable when we have it and it gives us access to better services. But money should enhance our lives, not run it. So what we should be striving for is to develop, to develop a healthier relationship with money. Because you can have people who are making a ton of money, yet they're so miserable and unhappy. And they don't know why, because they're so out of touch with the true emotion of what's going on inside them. Some people think that, oh, if I have all sorts of money and I have all these toys, then I'm going to be happy. And then once they reach that destination, they realize, wow, that is not the stuff that makes me happy. Money has such a powerful impact on people that a sudden gain or loss in money can have a profound effect on some people's personalities and attitudes. It can turn a nice person nasty or a happy person miserable. It can inspire greed and selfishness. More money can actually be a bad thing for some people. Now, I know that Herb Eicher, I think is his name, I know he argues this by saying, you know, if you're an asshole before you had money, chances are you're just going to turn into be a rich asshole. So if you're a good person before you have money, it's just going to amplify the good in you when you do have money. Because good people do good things with money. So that's what I prefer to think. What I believe is that people who really were unhappy before they have money, it just magnifies their unhappiness. I don't think money changes people. I think it just enhances what's going on inside. But in most cases, money will not change who, fundamentally, it won't change who you are or what you believe in. At your core, you'll still be the same person, whether you have money or not. You are who you are. Similarly, you know, like I said, if you're bad at handling money, you'll be... (laughs) you'll be bad. Sorry, I don't know why this is making me laugh, but you'll be bad at handling a lot of money. So whether you're, you know, mishandling money when, especially in your business, like if you're making $100,000 a year in your business and you're mishandling that money, what do you think it's going to look like when you're making a million? You're going to just more money, more problems. You know, you're still going to be mismanaging that money. So as a business owner, you need to create confidence around money and around cash management in your business. So I hope you've learned something from this little talk today, because it really is important to put it into perspective about what money is, and ultimately money is a tool. So if you're approaching money with fear or anger or just trepidation, whatever it is you're feeling, if it's negative, you know, it might be time to strip away at those issues and really figure out what's going on. And I believe the best way to start dealing with money management issues is just in action. So on May the 4th, I invite you to attend the free training that I'm offering for business owners. 
So I will be offering a free training at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on May the 4th, and I will be walking you through my signature five-step confident cash method framework. So I'm going to leave that link in the sign up in the show notes, and I look forward to seeing you at this training. Thanks for listening to the Think Like a CFO podcast with Melissa Houston, CPA. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe and share this episode with someone you think would love it. Until next time, I'm Melissa Houston. And remember, nobody will ever care about your business as much as you do. So never give your financial power away.